0: This podcast was funded in part by the UK Arts Council.
1: Welcome to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood and today we are talking to Pav. Hey, Will. Hey, Pav. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. Now, Pav got out of prison in March 2020, just as lockdown began in the UK. After serving a sentence of two and a half years He's 31 years old and I found him to be super articulate about many things But particularly the nature of crime and reoffending. And it's probably worth mentioning that the piece of music that you hear underneath this interview Is an original by Pav, recorded at one of the many in-house showcases So I hope you get something out of his insights and here's our conversation I'm alright, yeah, yeah, having a crazy start to the year with um, with various bits. I mean, it's the whole extra layer of lockdown. It's just heavy, isn't it? The world at large just feels a little bit depressed, and I think it's that time of year anyway, when it's like January, February, people tend to struggle a bit anyway. The first one,
0: when I first got out of jail, that was in March, and I went into lockdown. Okay. That lockdown was fine, actually. Even... Going from jail to lockdown was fine. I wasn't in jail, you know. Yeah. But this recent one, which I think started in the the one that started in November the when they closed the gyms again. Are you,
1: you're a gym man, are you, Pav?
0: Yeah. Well, since since jail, yeah. I actually went into jail real skinny. So I think it just feels like progress in a place where you don't really have much progress
1: right okay something you can get better at
0: yeah, yeah yeah exactly and something like i went into jail as a smoker um quickly smoking the day that i went in started exercising and stuff and it just helps with that feeling of i'm looking after myself better similar to lockdown this is why i actually to so many people I mean, obviously COVID's really bad but at the same time there's some kind of novelty in it because you finally get some time to sit with yourself
1: how long did you serve part? Okay. How old were you when that happened?
0: I was 27.
1: Did you play music before you went in? You, do you have a background in music?
0: Um, I played guitar a little bit and I wrote spoken word. Being in jail, I really owned not being ghetto because I'm not. Um, and not being gangster and I think loads of people appreciate that as well like when you're, when you're just yourself
1: yeah
0: you know people rap about their experiences or sing about their experiences and everyone's experiences is different um, so what I try to put forward in a lot of my songs is that more about love and not violence is what I was going for I was kind of going with that new drill like a lot of London slang that you have nowadays and kind of going through using the same kind of London slang that you'll find more often in Israel than any other genre and just using it in a really not getaway at all. When I started in-house, one thing that a lot of people liked about me was um, a lot of the songs that I sang um, and a lot of the lyrics I wrote were different from um, your general Uh, ghetto vibe while still maintaining the fact that i am from london i am from east london i grew up around gang mentality um you know most of my friends um from when i was younger have been to jail as well um but grew up around that but still maintaining that that's not me with a pin pimp pattern I was writing bullets on the rest of you were chatting When I wrong, even great lungs But your had to act Made the improvise on the caties right? As long as it's right, it ain't gotta be fat A woman that's down, now she better have chat A woman that's kind, don't tell her, move back Had a WhatsApp that was never So you
1: described there that um, a lot of your peers growing up, um, it, it wasn't unusual or it wasn't unheard of for people to end up doing some time. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about that. And, and explain to me, if you can, your thoughts about why there's this revolving door. Why do people keep reoffending?
0: do you think? Um, well, I'll give you a bit of context first. I grew up in Plaster, um, which is right next to Stratford, which now is more known because it's where they had the Olympics. Right. Uh, everyone who I grew up with was very poor. Like, um, it wasn't until I was 14 and got my first girlfriend after going to a gig that I met somebody whose parents actually owned their house and it was a semi-detached house and I was amazed and I was like wow when I grow up I want a semi-detached house. Everyone was on free school meals Um, and people I think grow up broke and they see their parents struggling and you know they struggle they go to school and you know they've got clothes I can't afford anything. I think sometimes you can easily be led into ideas of how to make money. I first got arrested, actually, when I was, um, 13. Okay. Uh, And it's because everybody at our school had started this, like, I don't know, trend of how to make money, and it was such a stupid thing, but it got around the school everyone was like, you can make money like this. And actually, it was just this really dumb thing where you clog up the um, uh, pay and display machines at a car park. (laughs) Okay. Um, So one day, me and my brother were like, okay, cool, we're going to bunk school and make tons of money today with these pay and display machines. We actually did it that day, and I think we made about 60 pounds wow that felt amazing
1: yeah I mean £60 to a 13 year old that's a lot of money yeah. right?
0: so then the next day we did it again at East Ham Car Park it's really funny because I go past it a lot and I remember like being stopped by the police running from them them catching me and my brother um, and that's the first time I got arrested it was really scary but I think the whole, the whole thing of all of that, like, you know, we didn't grow up thinking, oh, one day I want to be like a mastermind, pay and display, you know, <laughs> but, you know, convict, like, yeah. we just thought we want some money. And when, when you grow up with money being so scarce, it, I don't know, it just entices you. You're just like, what, that can get you money? And I think similarly, it's the same with drugs. Um, and unfortunately, the world we live in, uh, um, drugs often come with um, gang-like culture. Um, and then often you'll have like, people get into selling drugs. I think nearly everybody I knew when I was younger sold drugs at one
1: point or another. So you would, you would rationalise that as a, that's just the quickest way, that's the most obvious way to make money?
0: until it's not until like you grow older, like even now, like I've left jail, I, I do I do web development, I do um tech coding, make websites and stuff. But I still speak to people from jail. Um lots of I've got loads of mates. And I think the resounding thing and this is why people I think tend to re offend is you just don't know what you're gonna do. Um and it's why in house was really good as well. I see people from in house records coming out. Um, and you've kind of got a goal. You've kind of got an action plan. You know what you're gonna do. Okay, cool. I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna do this music. O- obviously, it's amazing that in the house um, offer like a path and jobs for people too. Because what happens is when you come out and you've got no plan and you're still in that same mentality. I still need to live. I still need money. What options are there for me? If you don't have an education don't have a degree, sometimes you feel like your options are limited, and then it comes down to, okay, cool, how can I make money? A burglary, maybe. Um, Selling drugs, maybe. Um, And it all comes down to just lack of opportunity, but also lack of knowledge of opportunity. Um, she called yesterday and I was saying because there seems to be this idea in jail that from the government and you know the institution itself whoever organises what happens in jail that a lot of people that go to jail are stupid unfortunate but it's true that they believe that the main thing that you focus on when you get to jail is Doing basic English, basic maths. And then, if you do that, if you want to get a job, it's mainly going to be manual labor. Right. There's this assumption that there's like a limited amount of things that people from jail can do. And what's really interesting is that when people start to see that there's loads more that they can do, like even with music, right? The ability to write, the ability to create, the ability to write lyrics. Um, opens up a whole sphere. To you. you can go to advertising if you want. You can have a portfolio of things that you've made, um, and that can help you get into marketing. Um, you know, even having the ability to write to get you into something like copywriting. Um, but I think a lot of the time it's kind of like, okay, cool, you're a prisoner, you're here now. What one of these few,
1: you know, job careers are you going to go into? Right, and, it, and it's a reductive... It's, a, it's always a, a small selection of reductive jobs.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I honestly, from going to jail, believe that that's, like... I mean, it's a lot more complex than this. Like, if it comes down to addiction and other things, like family, ties and stuff like that. But generally, I think one of the biggest, biggest things is, especially if the crime was financially related...
1: Yeah.
0: You go into jail feeling desperate and like you don't have that many opportunities to make money or to support yourself with the family that you have and you leave jail
1: feeling the same yeah okay i mean i've got to be honest and and this is me um coming clean if you like before i went into prison uh, i definitely had that lazy prejudice that in order to be there you had to be a bit stupid and and i quite often found that through those musical workshops some of the most articulate people that I've ever met, right? You know, in, once they actually got their story out, um, it was like, wow, okay, you know, you really do know how to express yourself.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, it's amazing, the little studio that we used to go to every day, um, I'm still friends with every single one of them, and they all have such interesting ideas, they're all in for different things, um, but every single one of them knows themselves they, they, they all have compassion. Um, they're all good people at heart and smart people um, as well, which is not the kind of uh, discourse that we're presented when you see jail on the TV or you see it in I don't know Top Boy or whatever.
1: So there's a conversation that happens on the outside um, where. I guess it's the Daily Mail reader to stereotype it. I'm sure there's other people that also hold this opinion, that if you're in prison, you shouldn't be having music workshops, you shouldn't be having a nice time. Mm. What, what What's your thoughts about a, 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 an opinion like that? It's very
0: punitive. Um, the same people that say that when you go to jail, you shouldn't be having a good time, you shouldn't be... Um, allowed to do music workshops are the same people that say they want to reduce reoffending and that, you know, they're fed up with the crime rates and the government needs to do something about how much crime goes up. If you want crime to stop and if you want people to grow, then I think mean, we've learned this in schools already. You don't do that through negative reinforcement and punishment do that through positive reinforcement and
1: rehabilitation so, so so these these are heavy words aren't they the the distinction between punishment and rehabilitation the sentence that you've served do you primarily feel that it was rehabilitation or do you feel that actually it was mainly punishment in the sense that they took away your liberty my my one and I can't
0: speak for everyone was punished purely um, I do think that the prisons try to rehabilitate, but I don't think they're in touch. The outside companies that come in offer amazing innovation with prisons, which is great, but I think there's still a long way to go um, to separate the punishment and rehabilitation.
1: I mean, a lot a lot of the conversations I've had with people have gone along the lines of, of something like... Uh, the one thing they really did feel that they got out of prison was this this time which just doesn't exist for them outside, right? Where there's these pressures to um, to earn money mainly, but all these other pulls on their time, whether it be family, whether it be you know jobs, whether it be expectations or whatever. Whereas actually it was... Um, a few people have said it's the first moment in their life when they've actually had time for themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah I think that... Um it's really true for anybody who listens to this as well who hasn't been to jail or is going to jail um, for their first time. Um, jail is what you make it a lot of the time. We talk just now about punishment and rehabilitation. I think the best rehabilitation you can find in jail is the rehabilitation you bring about yourself. You have so much time to do Think about who you are and what you want in life, and you have so much time to try to take steps towards achieving that without all of the daily stresses and duties you have in the real world. Whether that means, you know, what your family needs from you, or the bills you have to pay, or the things that you have to do to maintain who you are. I think when you're in jail most of the duties and obligations and responsibilities fall away and suddenly the only thing that really matters to everyone including your family is that you're okay and secondly that you are doing something that you enjoy mm. um, so when you, when you find that time or that time that you have like really the best rehabilitation you can get is Spending it. What do you want to do? Do you want to read? Is, is there books that you never ever had the chance to read because, you know, you always had to be on rover road doing stuff or, you know, you had the stresses because you've got children and you had to look after them. Like now it's the best time to make sure when you come out, you've spent that time to, you know, get a step forward, even though you've been knocked back.
1: What's in the future for you musically? Do you hope to stay in touch with in-house? Uh, do you have any plans for, or ambitions for writing or recording and releasing stuff?
0: You know, I came out of jail, and there was so much to do, you know? Sorting out everything, getting money, like, ensuring that now that I'm out of jail, I need to be a self-sufficient person again. And for the last year, I've worked really hard, um and I'm just now starting to get back into having more free time and that's to do the things I love you know, make music, play guitar, listen to music and find new music um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to know that now you know, money problems are subsiding a bit and I can kind of focus um, on doing the things I love I've got like two albums roughly about 20 songs which all need to kind of be brushed up i've done a lot of them live um my friends love them my family love them i love them um that i want to get properly produced and finished up i've been hooked up with a producer from in house um i'm really keen and excited to kind of get into a studio and start manipulating sounds with a producer and get like a nice finish down to my first album
1: Alright, man, well, look, um, I've taken up loads of your time. I really appreciate uh, your insights and your thoughts about um, everything. Alright, sweet well it's lovely to talk to you. Alright, mate, you take care. In a bit, bye. Alright, bye. find out more about the world's only prison run record label, go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. And if you'd like to hear more of these interviews, please hit subscribe if you can on whatever platform you use for podcasts. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records.